there we go. Um, okay, so we are going to do a series here on spiritual formation, and I'm I'm really excited to do this. And the idea of like this kind of a setting, even not at USM, even though we love USM, um, but just the smaller group. This is like so great. Um, so I'm excited to do this. Thank you for choosing to come and. Um, I, uh, this has been like a crazy month, five weeks for me. Um, so these notes were written like while we were literally driving to Pittsburgh. Um, Steve today was like, oh, send me the lesson and I can like look over it. And I was like, I can't send you anything. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I went old fashioned here. Um, but anyways, I, uh, so anyways, it's been crazy, but I'm, I'm really grateful to talk about this. And my, the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, before we even get into anything specific is just, um, like who is forming us? You know, we're talking about spiritual formation. I don't know. You might have something in your head when you think about that. You might be like, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Um, but the, you know, the most important thing I think about spiritual formation is, um, that we understand who it is that's doing the forming. Um, we will be looking at specific disciplines and practices like prayer and Bible study and um, maybe the Sabbath. There's a lot of different practices that we can look at and talk about, but the most important thing is that it's God is the one forming us. And um, I think we get all in our American culture and even our, our church culture, we can feel like it's a checklist, you know, like we have to do certain things to be saved or to be even close to God. If I do these things, then I'm close to God. Um, and I think I, all of us have to battle with unlearning that, you know, and, and, and it helps me to remember that God is the one forming me and he is good and he loves me. And um, turn over to Psalm 23. That's our first scripture. Um. But that's, that's kind of the key, and what we're going to keep coming back to that, um, that it, God is the one doing the work, and we, we just have to show up. Um, so Psalm 23, <coughs> this, um, that, you know, you probably know this, but it is, it's so good, and we just, we need to talk about the heart of God and keep reminding ourselves and each other about the heart of God. So Psalm 23, can I have someone read the whole thing? Jules? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Mm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you. Um, the scripture came to me recently while I was like having a total meltdown. And um, that's okay. And... I I was actually on vacation having a meltdown for a variety of reasons, and um, I started reading this, and it says he leads me besides quiet waters, and I was like sitting on a lake, like this massive oh, wow. lake, and I yeah. was like, 
leads me besides quiet waters. He's doing it. Um, I'm here. I'm at the quiet waters. Um, but I, I love the scripture. Like it, and it is, it's the heart of God. God, God is our shepherd. He it's, he's the one who can lead us. He's the one who can restore us. He's the one who can guide us, comfort us, protect us in the valley, the shadow of death. Like that's all him. And I think, um, yeah, just as we talk about, we will get into like very specific practices um, and things that we ought to be doing. And you did, did you know Stephen? I did not know. So I was like looking at it like, I did not know he was here. I just saw his feet and I was like, As we just talk about everything, just remember that God is our shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And yeah. um, that's this is just how can we be close to him? Um, but he, he's the one doing all the work. Um, so what is spiritual formation? We'll talk about what it is, what it is not. Um, and uh, <coughs> I will be reading from some some books here um, that, have, that have helped me out. Um, basically... Spiritual formation is um, specific. Oh, thank you. It's good. Thank you for seeing. You might have to join our media team. Those skills. Um, so spiritual formation is the practices that we put in place for God to form us. Um, the There's a ton of different spiritual disciplines um, that are ancient, you know, going back thousands of years to Jesus' time. Um, I'll, I'll list some of them, but they, they are basically like, they're practices we put in place that allow God to form us. Um, so they themselves are not, you know, they're not God. Uh, the practices are not God. They're not our salvation, but they're, they're these, we do them and let God do the work. We show up and let God do the work. And um, some people call them the practices of Jesus or the habits of Jesus. Um, this this guy, John Mark Comer, he calls them Jesus's life rhythms. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you can, you can think about it. But I like that practices of Jesus. You know, like how did Jesus live? And if I try to copy his habits, I will hopefully like get to being, you know, close to him and, and like him. And um, this book, Celebration of Discipline, um, it came out in 1978 and mm-hmm. was a is a classic. I'm sure many of you have read it. Um, he broke down these 12 disciplines. Um, we are not talking about all of them. Uh, if we did, we would need a long time and a lot more people to teach. Um, but he broke it down into like three groups. So the inward, the outward, and the corporate disciplines. Um, so the inward being meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. And then the inward ones are, or sorry, the outward ones are simplicity, solitude, <coughs> submission, and service. And the corporate ones are confession, worship, guidance, and celebration. Um, this is a really good book. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it I, I didn't realize until I found it again. Like it, it changed my life so much when I wow. first read it and, and then read it again. Um, and... Uh, 
there's a, some other authors I'll reference, but that, that was a game changer for me. And again, we're not going to talk about all of those rhythms, but um, the, yeah, these, these different disciplines that if we adopt them and, and practice them, they can allow God to transform us. And I, I've seen that in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. Um, I wanted to talk about this analogy of a trellis. Who knows what a trellis is? Ah, well, <laughs> Carrie Ann. I only know because I was with Sherry when we texted her. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Carrie Ann, what's, what's a trellis? It's uh, usually made out of wood. It's like a little ladder for like the plants to climb on. Okay. Um, and it, specifically in like with uh, vineyards, for instance, um, trellises are what the vine, the grapevines grow on. Um, and I asked Sherry to pull up a picture because her sister runs a vineyard. Oh, yeah. Um, I said, I can look up images cool. of a trellis but cool. their retirement uh, job they own a vineyard it's their retirement job it's crazy. Uh, yeah. where is it where is in, there uh Sonoma it's in California. California. they're out there so here's a picture of um sherry's sister's vineyards um it's just a beautiful picture um but they i mean how many acres of this do they have going on? I think they only have about 20 acres. Right? 20 acres, but of totally. all of... Yeah, so, um, That's a lot of trellises. Yes. And, <laughs> that's a lot of grapes. That's a lot of grapes. Um, I drew this... This is like, guys, this is a terrible picture, but a trellis can look yeah. like that. It's just... Right. There's a lot of different yeah. ways that trellises can look, um, which is, is important. But it's a, it's a structure that allows the vine to grow. And um, if you think about... Uh, John 15, Jesus, the famous passage about abide in me, um, I'm the vine, you are the branches, like um, a, a trellis is, and spiritually can be like a structure that facilitates our growth and maturity. Mm-hmm. And um, it, without a trellis, the vines will die. You know, they, they, they might figure out a way to grow up, but they have to grow up something, you know, in order for them to flourish, they they need the structure to grow on. And um, and so the spiritual disciplines are like a structure for our faith and flourishing to happen. Um, they can look different. You know, there's there's a lot of different trellises I found out um, when I Googled it. Um, so, that, you know, your trellis might be different looking than mine. You know, we might have different structures that we implement, but the whole point of it is that it allows the, the vine to grow. And... Um, and that's what we're trying to, to do here, um, is to, is to grow. And, um, again, it's not about what does your trellis look like? You know, is, what's my, you know, is it, it's not about the trellis, but it's, it's this to allow our lives to flourish. And so my, my goal with these times is that, um, we would kind of help each other build a trellis or put in a to practice maybe one or two things of this lifelong trellis we're trying to have um, that will facilitate us growing closer to God, growing closer to each other, and, and maturing. You know, I was talking to Steve about this, and Steve talks a lot about formation, and um, he was like, make sure you say, you know, th- th- these aren't how we get saved. You know, this is not, um, these aren't our salvation, whatever, it's, it's, this is how we mature. Um, and I think that is, that's so important. Like, yes, we should pray every day, you know, yes, we should, what, you know, but it, that's not 
what we hang our hat on. Um, we hang our hat on Jesus. And so he wanted me to make sure that, um, you know that. And I, I think it's really important. So um, let's go over to Galatians 6. This is a key scripture about formation. All right, Galatians 6, can someone please read verse 7 through 9? Anyone, Anna? 7 through 9? Yes. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Awesome. Um, and this is a key principle of spiritual formation, what we're talking about. It's sowing to the spirit. Um, all of us have a spiritual nature and a sinful nature in us. And we, a day in the life, you, you experience both. Um, the desire to do good, the, de- the desire to do evil. Um, and this is a very basic ancient principle that you reap what you sow. It comes from, that phrase comes from this passage. And um, it's so true about growing spiritually. If you sow to the spirit, that will reap fruit. Um, it'll reap a harvest. There's language all over the Bible. Um, it's going to bear much fruit. And if you sow to the sinful nature, that will bear its own fruit. Um, I remember when I was counting the cost to become a Christian, I was, um, a very young 13 and the woman counting the cost with me, she gave me this analogy that you've probably heard it stuck with me forever at 13 i had never heard it um but she said you know imagine there's two dogs in a fight um which dog is going to win win the fight the the dog that you feed the most whichever dog gets more food is going to be bigger and is going to win the fight she said that's what it's like in in us we have a spiritual nature and a sinful nature and whichever one you feed more is the one that's going to win and I never, I never forgot. I don't remember anything else about that study, I think, except that I got baptized later that day. But I remembered that, that analogy, you know, because I could understand it at 13. And I've seen that be so true. And then I'm reading all these books decades later, and I'm like, it's the same thing she was talking about, you know, is you, you, what nature you feed is the one that's going to thrive. And um, I've seen that in other people's lives, people who do well and don't do well, you know, I've seen it in my own life. And, um, and that's a lot of this idea of formation is we're sowing to the spirit, you know, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a decision to implement this practice and I'm going to give it a month or a couple months. I'm going to practice it and see what happens, you know, and, um, what bears fruit from that, you know, and, and that's what we're going to try doing here is adopting some different practices and um, sow to the spirit. And again, God is the one making the seed grow, but we do have a part to play in deciding what are we sowing to and what are, where are we scattering the seed? So <coughs> um, the first one we're going to talk about today is prayer. And we're going to do prayer part one and part two, because there's a lot to say about prayer and I don't want to cram it in, and I also wanted to spend some time in prayer at the end. Um, so, today's prayer part one. Um, and before you can turn over to Luke 11, before we read it, I wanted to just ask you guys what are your 
most common obstacles or challenges to prayer? Absolutely. I think that um, uh, for me, it's this balance between the knowing that sometimes I don't feel like it, but it's still like important, and then sometimes being like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I feel like it," and yep. like, and then I'm distracted. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's like this balance <coughs> of being like, "Okay, I, I I want to lean into." the you know it feeling genuine but also recognizing yes. that like it doesn't mean that it, do, it doesn't count if i'm not yes. feeling it but that's very hard to get past yes it feels like oh am i like being fake yes or authentic or whatever yes. there's so much psychological yeah. Yeah. that uh distraction that's on its own yeah. yes totally and when you're out certain prayer hasn't been answered in a while yes it's kind of discouraging me you're like Okay. Yep. I'm like a broken record. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. That's that's big. I'm just gonna say like yeah, just mentally distracting, just like tasks like all sorts to do, and then just mm-hmm. yeah, you should probably sit and be still and pray. You know? Yep. And then trying to calm your brain down to like to get there to focus. Yep. Pray. Totally. That's the thing. It's calming. Yeah. I'll, I'll start praying, then I'll be like. Eat eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need to do that after work, or I need yep. to remember to send that email, or it's yeah. just the calming my brain down to yep. focus yep. on it. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, I'm. I like praying outside, which I'll talk about later. So the weather can be, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you're like, not ideal conditions, can't do it. <laughs> like for six months of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Any other, you know, every other day could be not ideal. Um, so yeah, that's Ooh. that's one of them. Um, yep. Kids. Yep. Kids. Yep. Those those little guys, they can be a major challenge to prayer. Um, there, there's yeah, there's a lot. So anyone have anything else they want to add? Someone said. Okay, great. All right. Well, let's look at Luke eleven, um, and this is like our key passage. We'll do this this time and next time Luke 11 can I have someone read 1 through 13 <coughs> I have a new American standard Christine volunteered any we accept all translations here guys but Christine did raise her hand so <laughs> one day Jesus was praying in a certain place when he finished one of his disciples said to him Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciple. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, 
Give us each your daily give us each our daily bread. <coughs> Forgive our sins, for we also forgive anyone who sins against us, and lead us not in temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and said, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine is on a journey, has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Do not bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he's his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, <coughs> he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will open to you. For anyone who asks receives and who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you. Um, so there's a lot here, which is why we're not going to talk about all of it tonight. Um, but a couple of things stand out to me. The, the first is that we have to be taught how to pray. These guys were with Jesus. They watched him pray a lot. They heard him pray. Like anytime Jesus was talking to God, he was praying, which so all the time he's like, God, this God, you know, whatever, heal this person. So they're seeing him pray a lot. Um, and they still were like, but what are we missing? Like, what are you doing when you go to the mountain? Like we don't, you know, we're missing something. And if they needed to be taught by God or by Jesus, how much more so do we? So that is just like helpful. We have to be taught. Um, and then I love it. This is teach us to pray. And I think like, that's what we're trying to do here. Like teach us the Jesus, teach us and we let's us help each other. Um, I'm hoping we can learn from each other. Um, this is not like, I'm an expert on prayer and I'm delivering this lesson. That's not what's going on here. Um, we are all trying to pray and I want us all to learn from each other. Um, but Jesus is the one, he's the one teaching us. Um, it's just helpful. We're not, it's not like, in, I think some, a little bit of prayer is intuitive, like the God help me. That, but beyond that, there's, it's, not, it's not obvious um, and that's okay. So he gives them, he teaches them the Lord's Prayer. Next time, my plan is that we'll like, spend the whole time on that and break it down and do it um we'll pray for you jules you will not be here next time we probably won't be here either all right so uh, <laughs> yes yeah, she'll, she'll have the baby yeah yeah um so we'll we'll be praying for you um but i wanted to look at the the heart of god here in five verse five through thirteen and um this is, again, just everywhere we look in here, we're going to be looking at what is the heart of God. So um, what do you guys see in 5 through 13 about the heart of God? He's a loving father. He wants to give his children good gifts. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me. If he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. You're like, Jesus, was that necessary? Mm-hmm. I think um, the thing that stands out to me, because it's counterintuitive to how I naturally think of God, is that he's not annoyed by us and our yes. neediness. <laughs> I, yes. I think when I think of, yes. um, just in general, I, I don't like to be burdensome. I'm always mm-hmm. concerned about being burdensome. Yes. And in this image, it's like, <coughs> Yeah. 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 He's like, that's how I know you really want it. Yes. Totally. Today, um, Rocky was doing this. He wanted to go. Judah was at a friend's house, and Rocky wanted to go to this friend's house all afternoon. When when can we go to Everett's house? And he must have asked like at least a hundred times in a couple hours. And then we were getting close to that time when it was, but just over and over and over and over again. When, can, when are we going to Everett's house? When are we going to Everett's house? When, and like, it was so annoying. And I was actually looking, we were in the basement looking for this journal as he's asking over and over again. And I was like, you know what? You're displaying the scripture perfectly. Like I want to wring your neck, but actually what you're doing is you're, you're living this out. Like that your boldness, you know, he's determined. And, um, and in, in this book, actually, um, this, I love this line. I'm just going to read it. Um, he says, Jesus taught us to pray for daily bread. Have you ever noticed that children ask for lunch in utter confidence that it will be provided? They have no need to stash away today's sandwiches for fear. None will be available tomorrow. As far as they are concerned, there is an endless supply of sandwiches. And I just love that line like there's an endless supply of sandwiches um and that is that's true of us and god you know there's a we should have that confidence of him that it is endless whatever is on our heart like we can ask about over and over again and we're not going to burden him you know and he's not going to run out of food to give us um so that yeah that's the the heart of the god that we're praying for and i think um that's really important to having a good prayer life is like really believing that about God because I think we get in um, such like a guilt-shame cycle with prayer. Like, oh, I haven't been praying. I should, but I haven't. So like, what do I say when I pray except I'm sorry, God, I didn't pray yesterday or I haven't prayed in a long time. And like, and then we just, or why even try if I've never been good at this? I don't know. We can just get so negative about like success or failure in this that I think we just get we waste time you know honestly we just waste time like with that energy of beating ourselves up and then not and I think God is like just just pray like I want to hear from I'm not whatever just please just talk to me you know and um and so the this heart of God like he if you then are evil know how to give a good gift to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Like he wants to give to us. And so that that's a huge part of prayer is just trusting God's heart. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just going to add to that. Like I just, it almost sounds like so simple that it's like, and I think that's really just like, oh, like really? Like if I just pray for this, like will it happen, you know? And and I think also just this thing of like, okay, God, like, well, I pray for this and this didn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and being able to like, start I think even prayer sometimes it's just like you know 
<coughs> praying for this, like, help me to just, like, trust your sovereignty, like, whatever this may mm-hmm, be, like, mm-hmm. and help me to overcome my unbelief because, like, I'm praying, but I don't believe what I'm praying, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, but just, yeah. like, this wrestle, I think, mm-hmm. sometimes, yep. um, that can be birthed from, like, just, like, I, I want to believe, like, a child, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so... But it's, but like what you were saying, like to your point of just like, this is God's character. Like he is good. Like God yeah. is good mm-hmm. and he is sovereign and he loves us, you know, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we're not gonna get into unanswered prayers, um, and that whole you know that that is a that's a whole class in and of itself that's I'm not equipped to teach, um, but that I think in prayer you yeah you you do that wrestling of what is the heart of God and who is He and I think that's what this like um, the friend knocking on the door thing is about this like God wants us to engage. You know, it's not, he's not Santa and he's not a genie. Like, mm-hmm. right. just tell me what you want at three wishes or whatever. Like, it's just, he wants us to engage with him. And so this situation does sound kind of annoying, like this friend bothering him in the middle of the night, you know. Um, but he says that he, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Um, something about that. Yeah, I think God, and I think other scriptures support that. God wants us to engage and not just... Um, a wish list you know of what we want from him so that that's all i have to contribute on that on that note um i wanted to share a little bit um about my journey with prayer and hopefully some of it will resonate with you um and then then we'll talk about praying together that's kind of like where we're gonna land today is praying together but um so when i was a sophomore in college the fall semester of my sophomore year this guy named fred fowler came and taught a lesson on prayer um october 19th 2005 Uh, i spelled his last name wrong um if any of you are spelling it wrong it's okay um i found it like many years later and was like oh look i spelled my last name wrong So he taught this lesson that i think most of you probably heard he's taught in various forms here um and if you haven't heard it, I highly encourage you to get your hands on it somehow. Um, and this lesson, like, I would say the lesson changed my life because I, I tried, I put into practice what he suggested. Um, and I, I won't read you all the notes, but he talked as, you know, you've heard him talk about his long walks and at ungodly hours of the morning and... Um, Huh? Or godly hours. Or godly hours, yes. To me, they're ungodly. For him, they're very godly. Um, for, for me, I would like to be sleeping then. Um, but, you know, and a lot of the, the things he talked about, I, I just remember, though, he gave all these the, these points, and um, but he, he said, like, just try it. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I took away was, like, he wasn't saying, like, this is the only way to pray. He said, like, just try it and see if it works. And... And so I did. And um, so unknown to me, so did like two of my best friends. And it was weird because a few months later, we realized we were all like trying these long prayer walks and they were changing all of our lives. And we were like, whoa, this is amazing. But I wrote at the bottom of this, I wrote, God, I feel like this is impossible for me. I can't get up early. I can't run on this little amount of sleep, which to be fair, I was running on a very little sleep then, but I had no idea how little sleep you could run on later. Um, how, how, how am I supposed to do this? What is the way for me? So I remember feeling overwhelmed, like 
here's, you know, got this really impressive prayer life and like, I can't do that, you know, but I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And, um, I lived, there was a similar to Fred, there was a reservoir near my uh, dorm. Um, and I, I learned how to pray walking this, this reservoir and, um, I would lay out my clothes the night before and I, I wrote down like, don't check your email or read the newspaper. We still had real newspapers back then and just get out the door, you know, and go. And, um, and I, I did, and it was that it revolutionized my prayer life. Like I just, I learned, I can pray for an hour and I can do this every day or, or most days. Um, and it, and I, I, I needed that. Like at that sophomore year of college, like I really needed the Lord. And so it was extremely powerful. And that kind of for a long time, at least a decade was like, this was my practice, you know, and maybe not every day, whatever, but that was how I, anywhere I lived, I just walked everywhere and prayed. And that was my, my thing. And, um, fast forward 12 years from this, this time. And, um, I'm pregnant with Judah and I'm sick throwing up for like five, almost five months of the pregnancy, can't get off the couch. Um, after I stopped throwing up, I have this condition. Some of you were here for this. I, I couldn't walk without pain. So let's just say like, I was not doing long prayer walks during my pregnancy. And then I had a C-section and I was also not doing long walks for a while. And eventually I was. And when they're like newborns, you can push them around and pray. But I was not having like coherent you know, long conversations with God at that, like in the early stages of having a kid. Um, it was like delirious, just trying to get the baby to sleep or something. And, but I tried and then, then I got pregnant again and then I was sick again and on the couch and couldn't walk. And then I had two little kids and, um, and I, this whole thing like went out the window, you know? And I, and I felt like, I don't know how to be close to God. Like, this is what I, no, I'm not saying Fred or, you know, whatever. But that method really worked for me for a long time. And then I was in the season where I couldn't do that the way that I knew how. And I felt um, so defeated, you know, and so like, am I walking with God? You know, um, this notebook, this is the one I I, um, I started like August 31st. 2017. So five years ago, it was a week before Judah was born. And, um, and I had this for three years because, um, that's how long it took me to fill it once I had, I was was going through all of this. And this journal is full of unfinished prayers, like Mm -hmm. one sentence, two sentence prayers. Some of them are just like, please help Judah to sleep. Please help me to stop throwing up. In Jesus' name, Amen. Like this is, you know, and and um, and and through this, through that season, like I, I really felt like, am I close to God? Am I not? I mean, like I, because of my temperament, I didn't feel like oh, I'm a failure or I, God doesn't love me. But it just felt like I'm not doing what I want to be doing. And like, how do I connect to God in this? And I, there's a lot of like, yeah, for just like this is who I thought I was, you know, and I'm not doing that and whatever and. Um, also it's full of this stuff. Um, Mine and, sent you. Yes. um, but when I finished it, uh, 
this last, it was like right before Jude, uh, Rocky turned one. And mm-hmm. I, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it just hit me like, this is glorious to God. Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought like that one thing, mm-hmm. hour long prayer walks, that was how you please God. And like, but then looking through this, I was like, no, like God loved this too. Mm-hmm. Like he was taking care of me and this is beautiful. And I, when I was in it, it didn't feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't feel like this is just really special. God. You know, like it did not feel that way. But then be, something about closing this chapter, literally this, this thing, I was like, God, you led me, you know, and I, I wanted to read um, Isaiah 40. Um, this is a powerful passage. Um, and I, yeah, got to read it. So That's awesome. <clears throat> Isaiah 40, verse 11. <coughs> it says, he ten, talking about God, it says, he tends his flock like a shepherd. Again, that language he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And when I closed this book, I was like, God, that's what you did. Like, you gently led me. You said you were going to, and, and you did. I have the proof of it. Um, and I think this is, like, not to make up scriptures, but I think, like, God gently leads us in a lot of seasons. I don't think it's like only when you have young, you know, I, mm-hmm. I thought about Sarah when she had like three or four concussions and like mm-hmm. couldn't do anything without a massive migraine, still has migraines right now because of that. And like that season of her life is not, you know, she, that's God is gently leading her, you know, or when we go through heartache or when we mm-hmm. loss or whatever, like I, I, and I think God is, probably always gently leading us, you know, like, um, not, it's not just like you're going through a hard time, but this, this is hard of him is like to carry us close to his heart, you know, and gently lead us. And, mm-hmm. um, and that, yeah, I know he is just a part of this like whole thing about prayer is like, we just want him to lead us, you know? And, um, sometimes it looks like a really committed hour long walk like I I'm not saying you should do that you know like I that's that's still that's for me that's what I love doing like if I'm doing well it I'm I'm doing that habit you know um it is it's gonna look different for people at different times for me I know like that's a habit that I love but I've had to learn like that doesn't I can connect to God other ways and God is bigger than that structure you know and there's so many I want to get into like liturgies or or, there's there's praying the psalms or there's um just leaning on other people like letting other people pray for you in the time when you can't pray or um memorizing scripture and praying you know there's so many ways to pray and I think ideally a healthy prayer life has like all of it you know what I mean like you'd have the the kind of like any relationship right in any relationship you're not just always having long deep talks like every day you'd have like some like small talk you know and some sleepy talk and some like forget what are you just a real life with someone has lots of conversation and I think that's with God like I think you do need the deep pouring out your heart whether it's written or walking or out loud and you know um but the short stuff is also like that's part of it and that's good and um <laughs> and yeah, God's heart is to, to carry us close to him. So, um, 
anyways, this this journal is like is so special to me. It took me all day to find it. Um, and I'm so glad I, I found it. Um, so anyways, that's just like some of my story. And I, I feel like I, I have so much to learn. You know, I've learned like, okay, that one habit works for me. Okay. I know some other things, but what else is there? Like there's so much more. Um, so that's, let me see where we are on time. Um, let me ask you guys, what are some of the practices that have helped you, um, in different seasons of your life? What are some like, yeah, habits or things that have done well for you? Or any magic tricks you have? <laughs> Feel free to share. <coughs> Thank you. Have an, you're looking at me like you have an answer. <laughs> um. So right now is an interesting season. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is it's fun. Um. And so what's been holding me together, especially in the transition from like zero kids to one kid to one kid making another kid, um, has been like, I, I'm, I'm put together, like it's liturgy really, like, um, so been learning, I think initially it kind of felt like, oh, like this isn't genuine to like pray the same things every day, right? But like when the alternative is I'm sitting with like an empty brain, just yeah. like I don't even know what to think right now. Then it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. like Jesus said, you know, pray this, and so I could literally pray the Lord's prayer, you know. Yep, and so I yep. um, put together like a very brief um, kind of like family liturgy. It's me and Stephen, and there's certain things that I pray, mm-hmm. and then there's certain like songs that I sing. Yeah, and you know, it's like if I. And, and it helps me to get started. Sometimes it's able to lead into this deep time of like prayer. And sometimes right. it's, this is all I have the bandwidth for. Yep, today. yep, yep. Or yep. like, this is all that Stephen has the bandwidth yes. for yeah. to allow me yeah. to do today. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, it's like, okay, this is, this is like my lifeline to God. Yeah. At the very least, I know Absolutely. that I, I, you know, pray the Lord's Prayer. I pray, you know, confession of my sins and ask for forgiveness. I prayed at least like a general <coughs> intercessory, even if I didn't get to everyone's name, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. there. And then there's other times where it's like, oh, this is perfect. Like now at this part of like my prayer time, I can <coughs> really connect with them. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Those are powerful for a reason. Um, has anyone seen the movie War Room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so I watched that, I don't know, before I went to college, and um, I was going through, yeah, a time where I was just, like, not really feeling connected to God at all, yeah. especially being in dorms and stuff like that, so yeah. I felt like I needed a little place, so I literally, <laughs> I, yeah, I cleaned up part of my closet, I was in a dorm room, so I didn't have much of an area, yeah. but um, I started like I would have my quiet time and just put little like sticky notes of prayers and of um bible verses and at first (laughs) I thought honestly it was kind of a corny idea Uh but um I kind of as I did that throughout the semester I would like open my closet door to get something and I just see a wall of like of prayers and yeah they felt like kind of like what you were saying like just a random one like help me during mm-hmm. cross country or yes, like yes. I don't feel like going to Devo right now or yes. I am, like, just like things on the door and then 
when I came to taking them down um, at the end of the year, I looked and I was like, wow, you answered that one and that one. Wow. It's kind of just like a cool way to, um, a cool way to like wrap up the year, but also sometimes when you're just praying out loud or like you don't write it down, you kind of lose track <coughs> of like how much he's doing in your life. Yeah. You're like, oh, I had a really great quiet time. This horrible thing happened. You kind of just forget how he's working in your life. So it was cool just to have that. As, yeah. As reference, I guess, for that season. Yeah. Oh, love it. Visuals are so important. That's that's awesome. Cool. Anyone else want to share? You know pressure. So I don't really sit down and just pray. Um, I kind of feel like I have this, some days you're than others, but I have this, like, ongoing conversation. And like you were saying, sometimes it's, short sometimes it's a little deeper sometimes it's anger mm-hmm. you know that comes out um but especially you know I have a, I have a little over 30 minute drive to work mm-hmm. twice a day so I find that in the car I'm talking a lot well you know like going to work it's okay yeah. <laughs> you know I know I'm gonna you know I know I'm gonna come up against a lot of things and mm-hmm. just help me through it help me keep you know you at the forefront of my brain mm-hmm. and on the way home I'll go well this happened and this happened yeah, and this happened yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost my temper there and yes. now, um, but it kind of feels like a more of an ongoing conversation <coughs> um, but the visuals um, I have recently I don't know why I've started doing this but recently well we just remodeled our house mm-hmm. so that might be part of it um, I, I bought this sign that's right over my bathroom mirror that says you know uh, you know, we can do all things through Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm putting that there because that's the first thing I'm going to look at every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I have this little thing by my computer at work that says pray, trust, wait. Mm-hmm. And those are the three hardest things. <laughs> but you know, and I'm like, you know what? I just need to have these little things in front of me to remind me because I do get so distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just need these little things. Right? Don't tell Barb. You'll have more signs. Yeah. Come in you. Pray. Hey, there you go. There you go. There you go. Barb, if you're listening, the signs are working. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yep. Visuals are good. Um, anyone have anything? Okay. Bye, Jules. Thanks for coming. Um, let me just check. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into this, this last part here, which is just pr- praying together. Um, you could call it corporate prayer, communal prayer prayer together, whatever. Um, Go over to Acts and uh, praying together with people is one of the disciplines that has helped me stay faithful. Um, I think about being, I was a disciple in high school and school started at like 7.15 in the morning and I why I don't know um and I was like how am I supposed to have a quiet time before that like and so I would um oh it's tough to leave um yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly no it's, it's tough to say goodbye to the iPad it's very hard it's never gonna see it again <laughs> bye guys love you um uh, anyways, I would pray with my friends on the phone at like six in the morning. It was the only way I could stay awake. Like I would try over and over again to like pray by myself at 6 a.m. as a 15-year-old. It never worked. But if I was praying with someone else, I would stay awake. And 
those are my earliest memories mm-hmm. of like the power of praying mm-hmm. together was and we do these like prayer chains and all these different types of things in the teens and that I have such good memories of that like we were trying you know like who knows what the heck we were praying about but we were trying and I was it's the only way I stayed awake and God blessed it um but we see in the book of Acts we're just gonna fly through like a bunch of scriptures um because this was a habit of the early church and I think in our individualized culture like we need that reminder that mm-hmm. praying together is not a cop-out you know like there, yeah. yes we need our private closet prayer absolutely mm-hmm. um yeah. but praying together it was a habit of the early church and it, it should be of ours so um acts chapter 1 verse 14 says <coughs> um they all join together constantly in prayer along with the women and mary the mother of jesus and with his brothers um, so f- right out the gates, we hear they're, they don't know what to do after Jesus left. Uh, they all join together constantly in prayer. Go over to chapter 2, verse 42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Then chapter 3, verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Um, this was a practice of the their Jewish culture. Um, it, you know, even today, devout Muslims, they have their times of prayer, you know, and there's a lot to be said for that. Like, this is the time we pray, you know, and we're, we're all doing it. Um, there, I think there's a lot we can learn from that. Um, chapter 4, verse 23 through um yeah 23 it says on their release um peter and john went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them when they heard this they raised their voices together in prayer to god and then down in verse 31 it says after they prayed the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god boldly then chapter we'll skip over to chapter 12 12 verse 5 says so Peter was kept in prison but the church was earnestly praying to God for him down in verse 12 um, this is when Peter gets out it says when this had dawned on him he went to the house of Mary the mother of John also called Mark where many people had gathered and were praying. Again, you just get this picture when you look at all these snapshots, like they're doing this a lot. And then they had some crazy things going on. They, they needed to be praying, but they were together praying a lot. Um, chapter 16, verse 25. Um, Paul and Silas are in prison, so that's a good place to pray. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And then uh, the last one I'll do is chapter 21, verse 5. I'm sure there's even more than this, but gives us a good picture. Um, and it says, uh, when, when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us out of the city. And there on the beach, we knelt to pray. That's such a cool visual. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, all the disciples and their families and their kids kneeling, kneeling on the beach to pray. Um, 
as uh, I think Paul here, they're, they're saying goodbye. Um, and anyways, yeah, we just, we get this picture. This was a habit of the early church. And um, there's a lot of ways we can pray together. You know, so there's organized prayer, like the whole church is praying or whatever. But I, um, I really have loved having prayer partners. Like that's something that has really worked for me. Um, and I'm going to suggest that we try it out. Um, during COVID, it, there was a lot of dark chapters, right, for, for all of us. And um, I'm sure I was having a hard time praying. The kids were always home for some reason. Mm-hmm. Someone somewhere, someone breathed on them who had COVID and they mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, they were home and all, all my rhythms were gone. And um, And I remember, I don't even know how this got started, but Kara was going through a hard time and I, I just asked her, like, what do you need? And she said, I need someone to pray with me. I need, I need to pray. So uh, sure, I'll do it, you know? And we, we started praying together, um, once a week, Thursday mornings at eight, she gets in the car at eight and she usually gets to school about like eight twenty five, And, um, we would, we just started praying together and it's been like two and a half years or something mm-hmm. that since we started. And it, is it's just been incredible like I and it's not every week but it's a lot it's probably like 40 weeks out of the year you know it's like summers are a little different whatever but it's very very consistent and partly because she's just always that's what she's doing every Mm -hmm. Thursday morning she's driving to work and usually Thursdays my, my kids are gone and um and so anyways it just has been amazing like this it's 20 minutes maybe, you know, like we're t- total. It's not like we're having these long, it's short, you know, it, yeah. we, we connect and it, it's just been so encouraging and like for, for our relationship. Um, but to see like, this is a habit of art, mm-hmm. you know, like we do this and talking about that trellis thing, like this is a part of my habit now is mm-hmm. Thursday mornings from eight to eight twenty five. I pray with Kara and, um, I've been amazed at how, helpful that's been like for my habits you know because um there's a million a lot of times I drop the kids off and I'm like I gotta work like that's all I can think of is like those rascals are gone and like now I can work and I and this is like nope you're gonna pray like Mm -hmm. first thing you're actually gonna do is pray you're not gonna jump into work and um and that's ideally is what I do every day right but or those three days that they, they go to school but that is like built in that's when I'm doing it and so um, I I wanted to just suggest that we try that for this month. Like we get prayer partners in here and it just once a week for the next month, it's not like a lifetime commitment. Um, you don't have to do any more than that if you don't like your person or it's not working or whatever. Uh, it's just a month. But I kind of thought each like each um, practice that we talk about, we could that month try it together um and that's part of this like the amazing benefit of this class setup is that we can just be hands-on and hopefully at the end of it you'll be like that's stuck you know okay that one not in the season that's not sticking but um we can just try it out so I thought right now we could break uh, let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine that's nine so Carrie Ann is going to be a bonus because she's leaving you could still pray we can still pray with her after she's moved but well she won't be here next next time um is very sad um so we'll do every like groups of two and then one group will have we'll have three um 
and yeah, I thought we could do that tonight just for like five to 10, not long guys, um, but just a little bit of prayer and then set up, you know, weekly times um, again, just for a month. I know it can feel so hard to like commit to something, but I feel like a month is doable. It's just four times and just see how it goes. And, um, and yeah, and hopefully at the end of all of this, we will learn some things that will, will stick with us. So that's the lesson and let's figure out how 